Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Camps Bay Guy podcast, your go-to podcast for everything property in Cape Town. In today's episode, we explore interior design with Rudy Jordan from Apex Design. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Camps Bay Guy podcast, your go-to podcast for everything property in Cape Town. Today, we are diving deep into interior design and I'm so excited to get into this episode because I feel like interior design is so overlooked when it comes to selling a property and how you know small changes could probably boost the value of your property and help you get a better price and help that property present so much better to the market. And I'm so excited because we've got Rudolf Jordan. He's a very well-respected interior designer in Cape Town. Um, he's the he start, he's the founder of Apex Design, um, and since 2013, Apex Design has been shaping spaces in a portfolio of hospitality, entertainment, retail, commercial, and residential design projects. Rudy's noteworthy achievements in the design space include being selected for Lidwich. Am I saying that right? Lidwi Edelquert. Selected by Lidwi. Okay, you, you just say <laughs> Lidwi Edelquert. For for Woolworths at the 2013 Design in Darba. Yeah. Um, he also won the 2013 Shift Fresh Talent Award for the Swedish from the Swedish Institute. Is that That's correct? That's right. Yes. Um, and he also sec- and secured the season three title on SABC 3s Winner Home. Rudolf Jordan's enduring dedication to design education has led to the creation of a bespoke short course at Apex Design. These short courses cater to students, young professionals, or individuals seeking guidance in designing their own environments, reflecting Rudolf's passion for nurturing creativity and expertise within the design community. And we've also got a sweet giveaway at the end of the episode. Thanks, Rudy. So make Make sure you listen all the way through. So without further delay, let's get into this episode. Okay, so we've got a lot of questions this episode, but before we jump in, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got into interior design. Was it always something you wanted to do? And yeah, just give us a whole, give us your story. Thanks, Josh. Firstly, for for having me on this podcast. It's really great talking to you. You are so well respected in the the property business and... um, I just, I just uh, would like to say thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to, to spending some time with you. Yeah, I can't believe um, now that you read that intro, I was like, damn, I've been running my own business for 10 years. It's been quite some time. And um, even wow. though I've been in the industry since 2009. And wow. um, so I've come across quite a bit. And so the, how I got into the interior design, um, I've always been a creative Um, but I had the situation where I have a younger brother and he has a disability and he had to go to a school for disabled people. And what I realized there was that in those classrooms, you are sitting with a myriad of, of disabilities that needs to be catered for, not only on an educational level, but when you start thinking about the functionality of spaces, that really started triggering me because I understood that some people are not being accommodated for. And when we refer to that, we're talking about universal design. So that really sparked the whole idea of going into design because an interior designer is actually 
a combination or sort of like a child between an architect and a decorator. So yes. we will look at the function of the interior spaces and how we can actually enhance um, those spaces, whether it be retail, hospitality, or um, residential. Okay, so you're more you're looking into how you make those spaces so much better for those people to experience those spaces, and and basically your experience with your brother kind of helped you get into that field because you you saw that wasn't that wasn't working. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and and where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Pretoria. Okay. Um, I moved down to Cape Town in 2010. So I've been here for 13 years, and I must say, once you once you get to Cape Town, you don't want to leave. Um, so I'm a, I'm a teenager in Cape Town. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. So you're loving it, yeah? Yeah, this awesome. is really the place to awesome. be. And what's the journey with, with Apex? So like I said, we started in 2013. Um, I started as a freelancer at that time. Um, also, at the time, I was doing... Um, let's just start that over. <laughs> All good. During that time of 2013, I also dabbled in um, education. And okay, wow. um, so I was a lecturer at CPUT and Inkscape Education Group at that time. Oh, wow. And and that's when, when my design in sort of took flight. Um, I really wanted to, to see how I can get into the market in Cape Town. Of course, it's really hard as a youngster. Um, so I was doing freelance work for various architects and designers um, in Cape Town. And they have such great, um, and they have such great number of, of projects that they have going on. Yes. And um, so that's really one of my passions is to see how you can work with together with architects, with other designers, and really create something special and unique. Um, so yeah, since since 2013, I think one of the big um, stepping stones for me was the the uh, 2016 winner home with SABC3. Um, and at that time, that played off in Valdivia Estate. And that was really one okay. of my dreams to, to penetrate wow. the market there in a state, especially in Cape Town. And um, okay. so that was quite a special project. Obviously, I've put my whole heart into that um, three months of filming and ended up being the winner of that project. And that just sort of catapulted the, the, the entire career. Amazing. And and I mean, I've worked, well, some of my clients have worked with you and you, I, I've seen the work you do and it's really, it's out the box. It's amazing. You just transform some spaces that I would never, you know, I, I would never see that vision and you just transform them and make them into something that's just outstanding. And I think it adds a lot of value to the properties um, that I see you work on. I so. really enjoy working with your with your clients and, and the relationship between what an agent sells and what can be presented in the end to those clients is really something that that is of yeah. value and, and 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 like you mentioned before overlooked yeah. and i think it's important for for agents to establish those relationships with the designers as well um so that yeah. so, so that these projects can work hand in hand and and and, and actually yeah. add value to cape town in yes, the end definitely and how did you get onto that show well um Obviously, I had to sort of, uh, oh, what's the word? Audition. Apply, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to apply. I had to give them a portfolio of, of evidence of work. Um, and then we had an interview. So we had to see how we presented on camera, obviously. It was really hard for me at that time being an Afrikaans guy in Cape Town, um, <laughs> trying to speak English and, and be fluent um, in, in front of the screen. But um, 
yeah, I mean, they, they, they edit as much as they possibly can, but they actually just wanted to show you sweat. And yes. um, I think that is just really the part of interior design that gets overlooked most of the times because on Instagram, everything's perfect. We always just show the most beautiful yes. projects, um, the finished product, and um, it's not really the, the, the true state of, of, of things. Um, yes. Usually we are on site, um, it's dusty, um, you are between splashes of paint and and um, workers coming and going, um, drilling. It is it is a messy, messy yeah. environment, but I, I thoroughly enjoy being around that. Amazing, amazing. And have you had any major disasters happen on a project? Maybe tell us about that. Oh, yes. I think the biggest disaster was actually this time on screen in, in 2016 with the show. Um, so we worked with a magazine mentor at that time. Um, so they sort of advised us, uh, you know, what, what kind of, uh, they advise us on connections in the industry and they sort of helped us um, put everything together within a very small, um, within a very short period of time. And um, yeah. one of the disasters that we came across there was um, the idea of, of doing a mural on, on this apartment in Valdivie. And um, we got this artist, which obviously I really respect, and um, he spent a whole weekend painting this mural um, with the sponsored paint that was on the show. And it just didn't work in the space. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I, and, and, and we had to just paint over it um, after he left. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't tell him what, what we were going to do. But um, I felt so bad wasting someone's time, wasting yeah. money, wasting my energy because I was driving up and down between Cape Town and Valdivie. And... Um, and and what was this mural of? Um, I can't even remember. I think it was like a nature scene. It had birds on trees and branches. You know, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. It didn't work with the style of of the um, of the uh, of that development. Yes. And yes. Um, we just had to change it to to speak more to the nature and the environment that this apartment was positioned in. Amazing, amazing. And did you get angry? Um, of course, I was frustrated because all, all that yeah, time yeah. and money and energy is lost. Yes, I mean, yes. you can't get that back. But um, I think that is the value of an interior designer and experienced interior designer because yeah. they've paid the... Um, the design fee or... Yeah, mate. yeah, um, yeah. No, th they've paid the dues already. Yes, They've yes. gone through the trouble yeah. of, of things... Um, of trial and error yes. and um, they can come to the table with that experience, knowing yes. what is going to work and what is not going to work yes. within your given space. Um, yeah. It's great to come with your ideas. We love having your, your ideas um, presented to us as well. Um, yeah. But we have to work with the things that are going to work for that space yes. so that we can enhance that space. So what are the best projects that you do, the projects where a client will just say, this is the budget, this is what I want to do, you go ahead and do it, and I want to just see the final product? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's it's always better for, for the designer to know what the constraints are from the get-go, um, because that creates the framework for the project. And yeah. 
I really pride myself in keeping within those frameworks because yes. it, it is a guide for, for both the client and the designer to actually yeah. see, um, you know, what, what are we meeting and yes. what, where, where are we coming short? Yeah. Um, so yes, money is always great to have, but yeah. so are the projects with, with budget constraints yes. because it really makes the designer think about how they can be creative with that money. This podcast is also sponsored by Home Loan Junction. Home Loan Junction can get you finance on any of your property deals, even if you are a foreigner. And they really work in such a quick and timeless manner. From the first moment I met Erica Fenter from Home Loan Junction, I knew that they were the people I wanted to take care of my clients just because of the professionalism and the way that they just stay in contact. So if you're looking to finance your next property purchase, please get in touch with them. Their details are below. And yeah, they're, they're a great service provider. Thank you, Home Loan Junction. Yes. And, and that is really the tricky part. So those are the best projects where, it's, where, it's, where you've got a bit of constraints on the budgets and you've now got to really be creative to come up with something amazing. Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, yeah. I can just go into a shop and buy things that are ready-made and, and done, you know, just from, yes. from one supplier. That's not what we want to do. We actually yeah. want to combine from various um, suppliers and manufacturers and also create custom design. That, yes. that is what we pride ourselves in as interior designers custom design so that we can make your project special and um, for that we unfortunately need enough time and sometimes we can we can wangle the budget to make things work in your favor yeah thanks so much for sharing a little bit of background in about interior design and your story Um, I think it's a it's a very inspiring story because I mean you've come all the way to Cape Town you didn't know what was going on here you had the vision of your your brother um, and you know what what he needed and that inspired you to get into the space and you also in the education space which is such an amazing amazing thing and you're trying to get you're trying to teach people how to do interior design properly absolutely I think yeah. uh, during my time when I arrived in Cape Town I didn't have any mentors in Cape Town and um, you know it's really important for me to foster the new generation of designers yeah. as well um, I really want to instill that passion within them yes. so that they can really take it forward and create change because that's what yeah. it's all about. Um, creating wealthier people, healthier people um, all through the interior spaces. Amazing. So let's get into the next sort of bit of the show. I want to I chat to you a little bit more about the trends that we're seeing at the moment. Obviously, from what I've seen um, selling properties in Cape Town and you know the the more the newer developments are going for more of the earthy tones the oggy wood flooring that sort of vibe but I think we're losing a little bit maybe of the contemporary stuff the older style um, what 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 are the trends now in Cape Town that you're seeing and that that most people are going to and, and what are you enjoying working on? It, it's a it's a tricky question because I'm pretty sure you know with with the real estate um, that you get clients with with various tastes, and yeah. um, they will be quite specific when they come to you asking um, for for a specific style of of project or or yeah. specific style of house or, or property, and. Yes. Um, it's it's your job to then find that particular style, and it's hard when you when you have limited stock. So um, when it comes to trends and what works and what doesn't work, yes, neutrals will always 
work best when it comes to developments because then you can always add your touch. But when yes. you look at the price point that it's selling at and yes. um, what still need to be added to make it um, personal space, that, yeah. that is the tricky part because that uh, um, buyers don't necessarily always allow enough um, budget um, especially so after transfer costs yeah, and yeah, all of yeah. that to, to add to the space. Yeah. So Definitely. to find a move-in ready home is really hard. And, yeah. and when it, you mention our character, for example, yeah. of, of older buildings, that is, that is a charm. I really like that, that personally. Yes. Um, and that is something that you can combine with a very contemporary design as well. Um, I like to, yeah. to mix things up a bit. But it's hard when you have no bones yes, and you yes. need to add flesh to it. It's just going to fall flat. Yeah. And, and so what are, you see, what are you seeing in the market now? Where, where, where are people going? What are, what are people more drawn to at the moment? What are the trends? Well, yeah. well definitely the, the contemporary styles. I think yeah. color is definitely um, something that, that can be looked into for, for, the, um, for the coming yeah. year. And, um, you know, I think when it comes to property and, and property value, you want to yeah. add fixtures. You want to look at your fixtures. Okay. Um, spend wow. your money on that. Um, something like stone tops or composite stone, that will always add value. No one can take that away when they sell that yeah. property. That value remains there. Um, yes. So um, aside from, from the personal touches, look at the materials that you are going to use that are going to uh, remain, the, the immovable property. Um, so uh, stone tops, um, your flooring choices are very important. Yeah. And then um, you can mix materials. People are, are, are very um, uh, very scared to, to try out a, a mix of materials. And yes, yes. You, you get the other side of the spectrum as well, yeah. where they are like completely overdoing it. Yeah. And it's complete maximalism, um, which I don't have I've a problem with. Got, I've, got a, I've got a proper story about this. Oh, please do I went share. into a house, I think about two weeks ago, and it was like there was different tiles in one room, in like the bathroom, then the, yes. in, the, in the living room, there was another set of different yes. tiles. And then in the bedroom, there was different tiles. And then the living, it like, it, it just didn't, but it just didn't flow. It looked like why. they were just, they had just put a whole bunch of things together. They like found the cheapest tiles they could find. Correct. And they just put different tiles and it, I don't, yeah. Well, it was either a project where they had limited budget and it was like leftover tiles that they just sort of uh, put together in, in the different rooms, or they've done a renovation year after year year after year and yeah. and that is the problem that we have um i think it's better to just go in from the get-go um knowing that let's let's find a property of a lower value and allow for that um extra budget to to spend on the interior before we yeah. move in and 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 get that ready all at once um yeah. yes you can you can do the bedrooms maybe um later because you can change that to um carpeting or wooden floors or something different but yeah bathrooms, kitchens, and your living areas, that needs to flow. And I would yes. definitely recommend doing the same floor finish throughout those three areas. Yeah, no, you have, you have to. And, and when you're trying to sell a property like that, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't work. And I, I think you. this is a great segue for us to get into the next part of the, part of the show where I think I want to just chat to you about what are your experiences where, you know, maybe taking on a property. I don't know if anybody has used you to kind of flip property where they've bought a property cheap, 
something yeah. that kind of needs to be fixed up. And they've seen that if they add certain aspects to this property, they can then sell it and they can make a great return on that investment. Absolutely. Do you do any projects like that? Yeah, and, I do. And, and what 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 are some of the success stories? Yeah, maybe talk. So us some that. of the success stories. Are, that's really my passion when it comes to 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 the properties is to see that potential to flip the property and get that uh, quick return on money. Um, a lot of people lack the vision to to see the potential of those spaces. Um, so it is um, some of the projects that we've done is it, it's always better to do smaller projects, obviously. Um, yeah. But the tricky part here is to not overcapitalize on on that particular project. Yes, so yes. I would always say stay within ten percent of the value that you spend on that property to to okay. um, to wow. secure that property. Yes. Um, so ten percent of that on the interior design. So ten percent of your purchase price you put into the design. Correct. At least. At least. Um, you can okay. you can you can. Yeah. Um, go to 12 or 15% if you wanted to, yeah. but then your return is going to be harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you also need to look at wow. the period that you want to, uh, um, you know, sell spend it. on the product. Um, yeah. On the, on the design wow. in order to sell it. So you, you need to keep those costs in mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's a very, it's, it's a very tricky thing and it, I think it's very hard to do in Cape Town. Now I don't know about your experience cause I know you also work in the sales side sometimes with, with properties. Correct. Um, my experience is that people think they can buy a property, they can put maybe two, three hundred thousand in and they can sell it for two million rand more or a million rand more. How do you deal with clients that come to you and want it and, and have that vision? And how do you kind of bring those expectations down? Because I think, you know, it's I think it unless you find, you know, something in a really good location that's really run down and where the seller just wants to get out of that property as quickly Correct. as possible. Um, it's very difficult to do. How do you kind of adjust people's expectations? Or when you go into a project and somebody has maybe said, you know, we bought this for X, we want to sell it for X, please, can you advise us and help us design? How do you how do you adjust those expectations? That is a very hard question. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm putting you on the I spot. I mean, here. Managing, managing people's expectations is, is a hard thing. And yeah. especially when it comes to investors, um, yeah. I've worked with with um, with professional investors, and I've worked with people wanting to to make a quick buck. Yeah. Um, and I think it comes down to sometimes they have a vision. So let's say the person that wants to make a quick buck that are not experienced in development or flipping a property, um, yeah. they will come with with an idea for the space that does not necessarily comply with um, council um, sort of regulations. Yeah. Um, so let's say, for example, I want to enclose this space because I want a bedroom in here. Yeah. Now you still need cross ventilation and um, light yeah. in that particular space. So you can't just enclose any space. Um, yes. And the same when it comes to to plumbing and electricity, um, those sort of things need to be considered. So um, coming back to your question, it's yeah, it's managing managing their budget firstly, saying that that you know, what can be done with within their budget range. Um, I think it's very important to, once you have that interior designer, they will guide you through the steps. We follow a five-step program. Okay. Um, and, nice. um, but this is a good program. Let me tell yeah. you that. Okay. And, um, Maybe talk us, through, talk us through those five steps. Yeah, you know? sure. So you can give us our audience, so the audience knows, you know, this is, if, if I want to do it myself, maybe Correct. this is what I can follow. Correct. Um, yeah, so here are your five tips. Why Apex sure. Design? <laughs> sure. um, so what we what we what we want to look at firstly is is a is a client meet and greet and a brief. 
Um, I want to hear what your expectations are. And that's just a good background for me to start off with. Then I will come to the table with a conceptual design. Um, this is where we sort of, the nice things, where we put together the mood board. And yeah. um, it's a combination of, of, of your, your design input and, and our vision for the spaces. Just so that we have a touch point for when we go forward into the design. Um, so we will look at materials that you like or dislike, um, colors that you like or dislike, um, maybe some cool design trends that we really want to make use of for that space. Let's say a kitchen island, for example, um, or painting your roof trusses, exposed roof tr trusses. That's always a good reference point. And then um, we go to the third step, which is the design um which takes a, a, quite a bit of time. Okay. And um, there we need to spend time on the actual spaces and the drawings, um, the space layout, the furniture layout. Um, we will look at repositioning of plumbing, um, electrical layouts. So usually we would change some of the lighting, some of the light switches and um, sockets. Um, so that will yeah. really give us the, the foundation of the design. Yeah. And then we can start tweaking it. Um, and once we have that blueprint, we can yes. go into the fourth step, which would be procurement. Oh, and okay. um, that is when we start placing orders, um, start manufacturing on custom-made items. And that usually can take up to eight weeks, so six to eight weeks. Wow. So that is something that really gets overlooked, especially in the in the end of the year when we get closer to, yes. to Christmas. Everyone wants to have their home ready for all their guests arriving and they yes. only wake up in October or November sure. um, and give us a call. It is too late, unfortunately, for us to start this five-step program. This podcast is sponsored by Vanzel Kruger Attorneys. I've been working with Vanzel Kruger Attorneys since I first started two and a half years ago in the real estate industry. And they are, they're just amazing. They, they take my calls whenever, whatever time on the weekends, late at night when I have a deal, I'm trying to get over the line and I can't answer a question for a client. They will help me with all the technical legal stuff. And Eberhard Kruger has been my number one supporter since, since day one. So a big shout out to Vanzel Kruger Attorneys. If you are looking for a transferring attorney to help you sell your property and get your deal over the line, they are definitely your go-to attorneys. Thank you so much, Vanzel Kruger Attorneys, for sponsoring this podcast. Um, and then the last step would be our um, sort of installation. Yes. Um, and here, some of the services that we do, or one of the services that we do at Apex is a turnkey service. And okay. that is something that you've experienced firsthand where yes. we, we, we follow all these five steps and we manage the, pro, um, the entire design on site and we make sure that everything gets done to the point where I put the roll of toilet paper um, in the bathroom, fold the sure. towels and make sure that whoever's next, whoever is going to turn the, the key next is ready to to move in or stay overnight immediately. Wow. That's that's an amazing service. So if you, let's say somebody's taking over to run an Airbnb or something, once you're done, a guest can literally move into that Airbnb, the sheets are on the bed, Correct. the toilet paper's in there, Already. the cleaning products are ready. That's Man. right, that's yeah. right. I make sure that, yeah. that, that the entire house gets cleaned as well. Wow. Um, 
but but you would need to understand with an Airbnb, for example, you would still need to photograph at that point. Yes. And then um, uploading those photographs to the platforms for Airbnb bookings. So that could take up to another month or so until you have someone move in. But usually with the owners, I would give them the first opportunity to come stay in the apartment or house straight after we've completed the project so that we can run through all the um, snags that still needs to be completed as well. Because there's something that I might have overlooked or we find out that the shower water pressure is not not right because yeah. I'm not during the process of the interior design. I'm not going to have a shower, shower in your shower. Um, yes, yes. So um, <laughs> that's something that only a guest can yeah, can give yeah. you feedback on, and that's something that you can then address. So from what I'm understanding here is there's so much more. I mean, f- me going into this, what I understood interior design to be was you know more the furniture and furnishings of the of the property but from what i understand of what you're telling me is there's so much more to interior design than that you've got sometimes even construction knocking out walls and things like that you're working with an architect yes um and and what are your experience with experiences with that but most importantly what are the regulations and guidelines that if somebody wants to do something major to their property in Cape Town, what what are the steps they need to follow in terms of getting approvals and things like that? How do you approach that side of things? I'm so glad you touched yeah. on this point because it's so important to um, to let people know that, especially with interior design or changes, internal changes, um, when it comes to 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 changing the the flow of spaces and you knocking out. Um, walls. Um, it's important yeah. that the designer points out which are load-bearing and which are non-load-bearing walls. Um, and usually what I also do with my projects is to get an engineer on board because they would okay. need to sign a report that yeah. either goes to a body corporate to show that we've done our homework, we know what we are going to do and that it is safe to to break down that particular wall or move something or add something. Wow. And um, that only forms the, the basis of the whole uh, council submission that needs to be done as well on extensive renovations. Um, okay. A normal wow. decorating job, that's fine. You don't need um, um, approval for that. Um, sure. Council approval needs to be looked at when, you, when you're changing um, water points, um, adding toilets, for example, and changing a kitchen um, or adding bedrooms, um, flow, um, lights, um, those are things that, that that we really look at and advise on. Amazing. And yeah, thanks so much for all of that. I mean, I've learned so much in this episode. And yeah, I think one, one last question that I just want to ask before we move on to the next segment of the show is what are the small things, if you've got a really tight budget, what are the small things that you can do to really make your space look amazing. And let's say, let's say you're, an Airbnb, you're someone that invests in Airbnbs and you want to get the most out of your Airbnb, but you've got a bit of a tighter budget. What are the first things or the basics that you would do to make that, to, to enhance the space and make it look more valuable so that you could get a higher price on Airbnb, for example? Finally, an easy question. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all familiar with Marie Kondo. Um, where she did the decluttering of spaces. And okay. that is the most valuable thing I can give or give away that I can give to your listeners today. Declutter. Sure. Um, especially when you look at an Airbnb, you need to um, almost 
reduce your your personality in that space. So take away personal photographs. Nobody wants to see um, who your first love was. Um, <laughs> and, um, and 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 keep spaces clean. Remember yeah. your guests open all your cupboards that that are not locked. Um, yes. They they look at the the quality of um, crockery that you have in your space. Um, they are going to sit on your couch, so make sure that that is comfortable. Um, make sure that your selection of materials that you've used in your space, your headboards, your couches, um, are durable materials um, that are not going to get damaged and and not uh, will not upset you if if something gets spilled on it. Um, so yeah, that that was an easy one. Thank you. Well, thank you. Those are great. Those are great tips. So we're going to move on to the game segment of the show. This is the first time we, we're Ooh, doing this. Yeah. Okay. So um, so I'm going to fire off some interior design styles and elements, and you tell me the first word that comes to mind. First word, only one yeah, word. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this. So, so the first one is modern farmhouse. Ooh. Um, dinners. Spanish colonial. Ooh. Elegant. Scandinavian. Comfortable. Bohemian. Maximalism. Art Deco. Classic. Rustic. Mm, wood. Farm Sink. Man, this is tough. <laughs> okay, I thought it would come yeah. easy. Um, I would say comfort. Comfort, okay. Um, parquet. Oh, sea point. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. C point every day. Yeah. Every, every old property in C point's got parquet. <laughs> and, and I must say, I love parquet. It really has a charm to it. But yes. There's so much you can do with it. It doesn't just need yeah. to remain in that in the dark brown color. Yeah, yeah. Sand it down, make it look nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you can even paint it as well. Like correct. Like what yeah, different we, we colors? We use a stain. Yeah, we okay. won't use paint, yeah. but we, we will do a stain, stain okay. on it. Um, and and you can mix um, the the gradients of the stains. Okay, so you're not that guy that's going to go in and paint parquet flooring white. Look, I've seen a few people on, do that. That's, I'm on all uh, the community <laughs> groups, and I must say, some of the people get really mad at, at when someone shows that they've painted their their uh, traditional floorboards. Um, or wood paneling. I mean, yeah, people get quite upset about that. Yeah. But I always say, do what works for you. Um, yeah. If it's your style, the next person can always go and sand it down and, and restore it if they wanted to. 100%. Okay, so we've got two more. Cement walls. Yes, they can remain. <laughs> um, yeah. Just one word. It's, Just one word. I love it, man. It's sexy. Sexy. Cement walls are sexy. Okay, yeah. I mean, that that new modern look, yeah. Um, so, cloud couch. Kardashians. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay, so we're in the last sort of segment of the show, and this is the Ask the Agent segment where we ask our audience what they would like to hear from you. So what questions they have for you and they'd like to hear you answer. Brilliant. So this is coming right from the audience. So what are like two or three simple interior design hacks that can elevate a space quickly without doing any construction? Well, definitely your, your wall finishes. Um, so you can either look at a wallpaper or a quick paint job. Okay, great. Um, do people often buy the house with the furniture you have picked? 
how does it work with renting furniture for an open house? Yeah, so um, I think when it comes down to, to property sales, the owners will usually tell you that we will discuss the furniture at a later point. So yeah. it all depends on the nature of, of where they are moving to. Um, they might want to take everything with, but a lot of people are downscaling or they want to start yes. afresh. So um, when it comes to that point, the seller will dictate whether or not they would be interested in some of the furniture. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it really does help a lot yeah. to have a proper furnished space because it, it just sells. Everything yes. works. Everything has been thought um, thought about. That's very valuable. Okay, awesome. And do you guys do staging as well for like... We don't. Um, I've, yeah. I've considered doing this um, as a business as well on the side. It is just so capital intensive. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you can't have a, a storeroom filled with couches and and, and pick and choose as you want to go. Yeah. Um, each space will dictate what shape and size and style will work yeah. in that space. And that makes it really hard because you would really need a massive, massive warehouse filled with furniture. And that's yes. that's just too expensive yeah. for me to to run as a side, side, not, side hustle. Not feasible. Okay, so the next question is, I'm struggling with choosing a color scheme for my living room. Any advice on how to pick the right colors that complement each other and create a cohesive atmosphere? Yeah, most definitely. I think the, the previous game we played is, is really um, going to help them with this. First, determine what kind of style you are after. Um, then you can start doing your research on, on those particular styles. Um, see what sort of colors fall into that style. Um, there are great tools to assist you in, in sort of making these decisions or getting visual reference. Um, one of them would be obviously Pinterest. Um, Instagram is a great source of inspiration as well. But then you also get these AI apps where you can take a picture of your space, upload it, and then choose that um, style that you want to have for that space. And they will auto-generate um, sort of like a mixture of uh, design ideas that you can implement. So that's always something cheap and cheerful for everyone to have access Amazing. to. And do you guys make use of these AI apps as well now? To I find don't. inspiration? I don't. Um, yeah. Because it, it's just a natural talent that I have yes. to walk into space and know exactly um, what needs to be done. Or yeah. not, not necessarily exactly at that point, but it is a design process. And yeah. I can process that much quicker than the normal person can. Yes. Um, I always say you can never really um, quantify the amount of hours that we spend on a design project. Yes. Because it's ongoing all the time. I mean, I get inspiration at 12 at night or the morning I wake up and I, I need to get to work immediately because I have all these fresh ideas or I stumble across wow. um, a new supply or a new product that's on the market and I really want to make use of it or, or it, it's just going to work for this particular project. Um, wow. So because I have those tools available to me, um, I don't need to have AI generate something for me. It is it is the client. Um, my business is, is called Apex Design for a reason. And we have this triangular logo and it points to client, designer and the environment. And wow. those are the three touchstones for every design project. The, the client and the environment. And I am just sort of the, the person that sort of um, translates yeah, putting um, it all together. All those clues, yeah. exactly. Wow, amazing. That's I love that story and I love that concept. So the next question is, 
how can I incorporate sustainable and eco-friendly elements into my home's design without sacrificing style? Any favorite eco-conscious materials or practices you recommend? Yeah, I do actually. So one of one Cape Town designer that I really um, like referring to is Laurie Weed, and he uses cork in his um, furniture design, wow. and that is really something amazing to to look into as well because you would think cork is just something that you either stick on a floor or on a wall um, but you can actually make sustainable furniture of it wow that's amazing yeah i love cork and if you go to i don't know if you've ever been to portugal and you see all the the stuff they do with cork absolutely there. it is such a, um, yeah. a, a great material to have because it yeah. is it is a um it is a green material and it's absolutely yeah. amazing to use. So that's wow. one thing um, that, that the person can look into. Um, other sustainable materials, it's just materials that will last. Yes. So go with durability. Um, I think composite stone is great. So it's a combination of, of natural quartz um, into a resin. And that durability for that particular material will last you years. Wow. The next question is, is what's in for 2024 and what's out for 2024? Well, okay. So I think we, we saw in 2023 that that pink was huge. And I think that will still be around for a while. But I would say that is now out. Um, I think what that brings us to is color. And yeah. don't be, don't shy away from exploring with color. Go wild. Um, you can mix any bright color and it, it will really just elevate your space. Um, out, yeah. I think that answers both questions, um, the color. And um, when it comes to furniture, I would definitely say a more, um, you know, comfortable style is, is really of importance. So always, yes. always just refer back to that. So last question, what is good to splurge on and what is good to save as a young adult purchasing an investment piece that, that they can take with them through rentals and eventually a bought home? Yes, that is that is a great question because I would definitely refer you to, to a comfortable sofa. Um, everyone, yeah. okay, yes, you will have a bed, um, yeah. most probably, unless you, you rent a, a furnished space. Yes. But a sofa is really something that is quite expensive these days. Yes. Um, but it could last you six to ten years, even longer. Wow. Okay. Um, so really, really rather look at investing in, in, in a furniture piece like that. It also depends on the kind of person you are. If you are yeah. an entertainer, why not a dining table or dining chairs? Mm. Um, dining chairs have, they've become so expensive these days. So, yeah. um, sure. so really make sure that you, you spend money on quality rather than just filling a gap. Yes. Okay. That helps so much. So guys, we promised you a giveaway at the top of the show. And we are so grateful to Rudy and Apex for our first ever listener giveaway. So we are giving away a 10% discount on Apex's DIY course. All you have to do is follow the Camps Bay guy and Apex's Instagram pages and tag someone in the comments who loves interior design. Then we will randomly select a winner and you get 10% off either a landscape or interior design DIY course. So once you're done listening or watching this episode, head over to our Instagrams for a chance to win. Do you want to just expand a little bit more on what this course offers, or what these courses offer yeah, so and the value they, yeah. 
Yeah, so let's just get this out of the way. I'm not a good DIY person. Um, but the DIY design course really focuses on giving um, anyone that's interested in interior design or landscape design the, the tools that they would need to, to run their own project. Um, so it makes it easier for them to implement the changes that they wanted to um, within their own time budget and budget constraints. Um, so it, it, it's just really putting the designer out of the picture, but I'm giving all the guidance still. Amazing. That sounds like such a great course that maybe we all need to do, especially as real estate agents, learning about how we can help our clients maximize value on their properties. So I think it's such a great thing, such a great tool. Maybe I'm even going to invest in this course because it might help me as an agent. So it certainly it will. Like, it certainly yeah. will. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, 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 agent really needs to know what materials have been added to a property and which ones add value and which ones um, are actually taking away from, from the property value. So yeah, I'm looking forward to having you on board. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. And the new year. Well, thanks so much, Rudy. I really appreciate you being a part of this um, podcast and coming on today. You've really shared some amazing insights into interior design and how the do's and don'ts, how to do it properly, the five steps of that you can follow to do a great design project. And of course, your thanks for giving our listeners the, the discount on your course. So yeah, thanks so much for, for coming on the show. Thanks, Josh. It was a lot of fun um, talking to you today. Cheers.